Hello. Hello. We have snacks now. Mm-hmm. Don't kick the popcorn over. What kind of flavor of popcorn is it? Cow corn. Ooh. It's my favorite. It's the boom chicka pop. We have the, um, like popcorn chips you can get from Costco mm-hmm. in the red bag. Mm-hmm. They're kettle corn flavorful as well. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. I love kettle corn. So excuse us chewing in your ear. <laughs> I have peak friends, the best cookies ever. Mm-hmm. I was just on the phone with Nathan and I gasped and he's like, what? I was like, Liz just brought the best cookies ever. <laughs> he was like, oh, okay. It's true though. They're delicious. I'm so happy they make those ones and no sugar added. I mean, there's still like sugar in it because of the fruit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just don't add like extra. I feel like it's a bit chewier. Might be. This bit. This episode, we are recurring, recording back-to-back with the last episode. Yes. So, for you guys, it's been a whole week since we've talked to you, but we have not stopped looking at each other's faces. I mean, you went upstairs. That's true. I went upstairs to get snacks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we did this <laughs> because we normally record on weekends, but next weekend <laughs> is Haley's bachelorette party that we've been talking about for a month or and more. more. Yeah, God knows. Um, so we're going to be real drunk. I'm very excited. Yeah. And and also like busy the whole weekend. So Yeah, too. And then normally I edit like Monday, Tuesday, and I'm sure Monday, Tuesday, I'm going to spend just healing. Yeah. Because <laughs> I have Monday off and I'm sure I'm just going to sleep. Mm-hmm. But I'm very excited. Me too. I think so I figured out what I'm wearing. I don't think I have. Are you guys going to give us, I know you said. All black. Okay like legit all black or like i mm-hmm. can't wear like black with like flowers on it you probably get it with flowers okay but like katie was like i was gonna wear a red dress but then i realized my sash was blue i'm like also you can't wear a red dress well you guys didn't say that you haven't told any of us what the dress code is we, we said told- all black in the group chat when i thought it was in i don't know i remember i was when i was helping you guys with the decorations i asked and you told me then but i don't think you put it in the group chat i thought we did hold up maybe that was in the bridesmaid group chat. <laughs> probably so you should probably tell people because you're the second person that says no it was definitely in the bachelor group chat because we we're gonna buy shirts for you guys and then we're like fuck that we're not spending that money and we're like we'll just tell you what i'll wear black and then i think we never did yeah yeah we're gonna put that in the group chat yeah all black friends <laughs> all black to the none of the other people from the bachelorette party that are going except for Haley, who will not be wearing black no. and melissa who already knows oh her dress is so cute for the bachelorette yeah i think that she showed us when we were over there the one time she sent me a photo of her in it it's so cute wait i'll show you that is not for you sir oh hi sir I I'm you were charlie you down here i'm surprised too um there it is our group chat for the bridesmaids and Haley is fellowship of the rings <laughs> perfect She's so cute. Aww. Her yes, boobs look great. <laughs> Another like, shout out to Haley's boobs. <laughs> she texted me the next day and was like, thanks for the shout out. Yes. I'm like, I know welcome. she sent, sent to the group chat. Oh, did she? I yeah. don't remember things. <laughs> I know that's her bachelorette. But yeah, she sent us photos of what she oh, of her dress is. It's so cute. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to wear like a black lace bodysuit and then my like pleather skirt. Mm, okay. I asked Katie, I'm like, is this too slutty? And she's like, nah, it's a bachelorette. You're fine. Yeah, exactly. If you can't be slutty at a bachelorette, when can you be? Also, I promised Haley I'd use my boob to get us drinks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Might as well use them for something. They're just that big exactly. right now. They'll be useful when I have children, but until that point, like, 
Mm-hmm. I need to find a use They're for them. They're just decoration. They're just decoration. But yeah. Mm, we're going to be very drunk. I'm very excited. Katie keeps getting mad at me for how much alcohol I want to buy. But I'm like, there's 11 of us. Like, come on. And like, I know I can. I know Haley can. I'm pretty sure a couple of her friends can also drink a decent amount of liquor. Mm-hmm. So like, just saying. And then she was like, I'm not going to do shots of straight vodka. I'm like, I'll make you lemon drop. It's like, okay, I need to pack a shaker. She's like, you don't need to pack a shaker. I'm like, bitch, I am not making 11 shots just like by hand. Like, fuck that. Just like stirring them up. Like, yeah. fuck no. So. Excellent. <laughs> Honestly, I ha- I'm more excited for brunch than the binge drinking. I fucking love brunch. Brunch is the best. It's my favorite. My favorite meal of the day. Yeah, Haley knows there's brunch involved because then she told her she needs a brunch appropriate outfit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she doesn't know where we're going. She doesn't know how we're getting there. She doesn't know what we're doing. She's very anxious about this all. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like I'm anxious and I know some of the details, but the fact that I don't know like every single detail makes me anxious too. So I'll be honest, we don't know every single detail either, so it's fine. That makes me even more anxious because you guys <laughs> are supposed to be the ones that know what's going on. <laughs> well, because we left like. We're kind of letting, there's like times where we're kind of just like letting things go with the flow and seeing what people want to do because of like, you know where we're going. So like, because of where we're going and there is lots of things to do and like, Mm -hmm. like, especially right when we get off, right when we get where we're, I don't know how to say this without telling, (laughs) right when we get off, when we arrive, right right when we depart, reach our destination, yeah, whatever. When, when we get to where we're going, (laughs) just because we're leaving so early, like Haley knows we're leaving really early. Mm Mm-hmm. Because we're leaving so early, like, we're all probably sleep while we're traveling. Mm-hmm. And then when we get there, we don't want to just, like, throw people into, like, let's do a bunch of things. Because we're all going to be so fucking so tired. tired. So we were like, oh, maybe we'll just, like, lounge, like, you know, just kind of do stuff. Mm-hmm. And then after brunch, we don't really have a whole lot planned out. Like, I think we have an idea of where we're going to go. But same thing. Just, mm-hmm. like, we're going to be really hungover and tired and probably still drinking. Yeah. So, like... <laughs> brunch mimosas Mm -mm -mm. so it's kind of like that's what i mean when i say like we don't have it planned out just because like with 11 people Mm -hmm. like we can't schedule to a tea like that's not gonna fucking happen but we have a general itinerary which we will be sending to you guys am i gonna have to sleep on the floor that's at where we are going no there's enough beds that was the main source of anxiety for me. I'm like, no. I do not want to sleep on the fucking floor. No. I made sure there was a bed for everyone. Some people will have to... Sh- mm. Yeah. Some I don't people, care about sharing a bed. Yeah. Some, some people will have to bed. share a bed. But Haley, you get your own bed. Don't worry, bitch. We made that happen. <laughs> not that she doesn't enjoy <clears throat> spooning. <laughs> That's true. We joke. We're like, we're probably going to bed a sign and then who the fuck knows where anyone's going to because we're so drunk. <laughs> it's like... Cash. Mm-hmm. We're also going to do before and after photos of everyone. Great. <laughs> if we can remember. Oh, no, we're doing it. We're doing it. So, like... Oh, you mean the afters? Yes, the after. Oh. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what I mean. You know I'm going to remember this shit. I'm always mama bear when we're drinking. Do you not remember our rooster's days? I avoided most of those. That's fair. You saw you went sometimes. I did go sometimes. Where you met your ex. Yep, that doesn't sure help. Is. <laughs> Weirdly enough, it wasn't one of the times you guys all went though. I was just there with Yeah, I wasn't there. Yeah. I went a lot. Yeah. Sad it's closed. Kind of. 
Not is really. it officially closed? Yeah, it's closed. It hasn't been open for like a okay. year or something. Because I feel like it was closing for a long time, but yeah, yeah okay. closed a while ago. Um, I mean, there's always Gabby's. The fuck's that? Oh, is that a this one's on this side of yeah, the bridge, right? It's in Langley, and it's Never a Rooster's been. Bar, or not a Rooster's Bar, a Hells country it? bar, Hell's Angels. I'm, th- I'm pretty sure that one's owned by Hell's Angels. Probably too. a lot of um, stuff's owned by the Hell's Angels, especially out here. Mm-hmm never went to that one i remember whitney talking about that one i think whitney and ashley yeah. went a couple times yeah i've never been there either i'm excited mm-hmm. it's gonna be good oh wait this comes out after Haley's bachelor we can talk about what's happening oh fuck does it yeah oh yeah it does i just realized we don't have to be secretive i can legit talk about what's happening oh. <laughs> i forgot about that we've been talking for 10 10- yeah, we've been talking for 10 minutes trying to be secretive, and I just realized this comes out after the bachelorette, so fuck it. We can talk about this shit. Yes. We're going to Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> after all that, I might edit a bunch of that. Okay. We're going to Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, we're staying in an Airbnb. Have I not shown you pictures of it? Oh my no. gosh. I'll show you pictures after. Okay. It's super cute. There's eleven of us going. We're taking the train down. Oh my gosh! I'm so happy we can talk about this. <laughs> it's Harry Potter themed. It's Harry Potter themed. It's so exciting. Um, I made wands for everyone, which Liz knows. Yeah. So this is stuff that like the girls going to the bachelor don't know because, like, we didn't tell them. But Liz, as you know, did a bunch of crafting because she came over to record and we were still working on it. So we we're like, Liz, you are now Crafted. drafted <laughs> into making these crafts. Um, we did hair elastics in house colors, which I need to finish. Mm-hmm. The wands, little snitches yeah. with made out of Ferrero Rochers, which have, were cute as hell. Yeah, they have goodie bags that has like face masks, water bottles, gum, um, Tic Tacs. I don't remember what else. We're putting a bunch of shit into it. They're getting sashes. They know about the sashes because they paid for that themselves. We're taking the train down, which is super cute. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going out at night. Um, we were supposed to go to a bar that was wizard themed but it never opened apparently so now we have to figure out where the fuck we're going um i think we're gonna go to this neighborhood that's like a bunch of it's like a pub slash bar neighborhood yeah and there's a place that has like a can-can show which is kind of cool that is cool yeah and then in the morning we're going for brunch at a place called the champagne diner which Mm. is super cute and then we're gonna go to pike's place after okay yeah yeah see the first starbucks sure I guess. I find that weirdly exciting. I don't know why. But apparently there's a really, like, old school magic store there, too. Ooh. Which is super cool. That's cool. Yeah, right? Um, so we're probably gonna do a bunch of that. And then our train leaves pretty late. Mm-hmm. Like, six something. But yeah. most of us don't work the next day, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh my gosh, we could actually talk. <laughs> I just realized, like, yay. But I've yeah. never been to Seattle. I'm very excited. No, neither have I. I don't think we're going to see much of Seattle. Slash through it. Well, no. Just yeah. like inside of a couple bars and brunch <laughs> places. <laughs> but apparently our house is like lakeside. Or like, it's a hill so we can like see the lake from the house. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's really pretty. Um, it's a craftsman style house. Oh. I was trying to remember the word for it yesterday and I couldn't remember. Mm, so do we asking. have the whole house? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll show you pictures after. So yeah, if it's 14. Mm, nice. So we should have enough room mm-hmm. i think yeah we figured out like two or three beds had to share but whatever it's not a big deal mm-hmm. yeah it has a full kitchen everything so like not that i think we'll spend much time cooking in it so. no but it's really cute so we might take some cute pictures oh my god <laughs> we need to timeline when we're going to the library we're going to a library that looks Ooh. like it's straight out of harry potter oh i feel like i vaguely remember this from very early stages of the planning yes, yes. 
Right. The Library of... I always type in Seville, but it's not. It's like Sorrel or something. Okay. I don't know. It's on the University of Washington mm-hmm. like campus. Also, I, I learned that the one room that we're definitely going to is the quiet study room, so we're going to have to be like not assholes. Okay. <laughs> and Laura's texted Brent to get his... Uh, for him to like sneak away her um, Hufflepuff robes. Excellent. <coughs> but, um, just cash. We're just having a casual, <laughs> casual Harry Potter. A casual, super extra Harry Potter. Um, we got her the veil that says, I solemnly swear I'm up to no good, mm-hmm. which is super cute. Mm-hmm. I'm just very excited. Yes. Awesome. I'm already planning yours, so whoever your bridesmaids are, I need to send it to them. I need to like give it and then just like let it be, so I can like stop stressing over everything. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just stuff's been popping up, and I'm like, no, this is perfect for you. And then I'm like, I'll just save this for future reference for who needs this. <laughs> yeah, oh, the- if they use it. Oh, the photographer was just like, do you know what you're doing? Because I, I told her she had to keep it a secret, but I told her we were going away for Haley's next weekend. Mm. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah, no, I knew you guys were going away because we're doing something else, but Laura couldn't come. But anyways, um, and she's just like, do you know what you want to do? And I'm like, well, I'm kind of thinking that I'm not really going to be allowed to plan it myself. So <laughs> maybe I'll give a few like ideas, but that's about it. <laughs> Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who plans their bachelorette? Exactly. Fuck yeah. that. I think Kaylee wants to be involved in her bridal shower, which is fine. Yeah. Laura yeah. was like, brides aren't supposed to plan that. And me and Melissa were like, no, no, no. Like, she just wants to be, like, involved. In the- she just wants to see the text message, basically, right. of, like, what's being planned. Yeah. Um, well, and, like, because that bridal showers usually have, like, family and stuff coming, too. So maybe she just wants yeah. to make sure you're not, like... We already asked her for who she wants to invite. Yeah. I already have the invites. I just got to write them out. Mm-hmm. Um which you guys will get soon but yeah yeah. so that's exciting hopefully it was fun i guess you'll find out on next week's episode after we've gone (laughs) if it was a disaster or not i don't think it'll be a disaster i think we might be a disaster afterwards (laughs) that's more what i meant (laughs) we're gonna be a hot mess that train ride that's why like when people like do you want to drive and i was like that drive is gonna be so <laughs> like yeah, the train ride train train rides longer, but like at least you could just like pass the fuck out and be like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and like depending on how, because like traffic around Seattle is a fucking nightmare, yeah. and it's the long weekend in Canada, so the border will probably be busy. A nightmare. Yeah. A fucking fucking. So nightmare. we might actually make better time on the train. We'll see. It says it's like four and a half hours. Yeah, and it's like a three-hour drive to Seattle with like no traffic. So. Whitney and Katie says it's two and a half hours. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe with the way. But the train drives. ride's like four and a half hours, and every video I've watched, they said it's closer to like just under four. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just depends, like mm-hmm. obviously what's going on with the tracks and stuff. Yeah. So I'm excited. I'm really. Everyone keeps asking me what I'm gonna do for Valentine's Day. <laughs> Because that's also this week. Yeah. It's the Friday that everyone's coming over to my house. Yeah. My boyfriend loves me. David asked me last night, he's like, oh, do we have any plans for Valentine's Day next week? And I'm like, well, I may not have told you yet, but I'll be over <laughs> sleeping over I have plans. <laughs> with a bunch of other girls because the train ride is at Balls AM on Saturday morning. And he's like, okay, good. So let's go out for dinner tonight. And I'm like, okay, sounds good. <laughs> i don't like going out on valentine's day anyway well no it's like so busy because everybody's like oh it's valentine's day we have to go out it's yeah 
just a bunch of bullshit. It's really stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we just went out. We went, got sushi. We watched Jumanji 2, which was oh, fucking hilarious. It was so good. It we watched so it good. in Edmonton. Yeah. It's a great movie. Mm-hmm. I think he was trying to take me to see Frozen 2, but they only have matinees. Oh. <laughs> I'm very sad. Yeah. That was a good movie, too. Allie. You okay? Yeah, I just hit my face with my nail. It's oh, okay. Just cash. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been talking for 20 minutes, so we should probably... <laughs> should we get started? Yeah. Okay, so this time I have history, and ooh, ooh, I ooh. like this story a lot better than the Trump one. Okay, so I was going to do, like, because I didn't... the I was going to do kind of like a theme, because the first story that I found wasn't really long enough to make, like, a full story, and it was called Funky Shit with Dead Bodies. <laughs> uh, however, the second story that I found was more, like, full length, so I'm just going to do that one, and then maybe I'll come back to the other ones. Another. That's fair. So I'm going to be talking about the Cadaver Synod. What's the Synod? Um, so a Synod is a, like, church council, specifically, like, the Catholic church, like, a council meeting where they kind of make, like... It's kind of council slash trial, kind of. Yeah. A trial? Yeah. It was, it said it was a council, but in terms of this story, it's more like a trial. Okay. So. That sounds great. Yeah. In Catholicism, I don't know how many of you are familiar with it, but there's like a lot of stuff going on with dead bodies. There's a lot of, um. You mean other than Jesus coming back? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of like saints that they call well, I don't know if it's a lot I'll say some saints that they say they call them incorruptible because even after they died their bodies never decomposed so there's places you can go and see dead not decomposed saints isn't that just mummified no they're like still look like they just died is that real I probably not <laughs> okay I don't believe it's real but lots of people do so and like growing up in like I used to have to go to like um catechism during school and so they like taught you about like you know the church and stuff and jesus and all that good stuff yeah and like they mentioned it so casually that i never really thought it was weird until like i was looking at this and i was like that's fucked up but like in every catholic church you go to the altar has a relic in it which means that it is part of a saint's dead body wait i'm sorry that's what the relic is yes Everyone just refers to it as a relic. No, it's literally a part of a dead saint. I've only ever heard the word relic. I didn't realize it meant it was part of a dead person. Yep. Like, I know there's, like, churches where, like, under the altar, like, the person, like, the father or the reverend or whatever who started the church is buried. And, like, that to me, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But just, like, oh, that person's arm. Yeah, literally. Like, smaller churches, you'll just have, like, a finger bone or something, but, like, legit. No, thank you. (laughs) So, yeah. But, like, in some churches, so, like, most of them are like that, where it's just, and it's, like, hidden away. It's not like you can see it. But in some churches, yeah, you can see the incorruptible bodies, and there's some of them where you can see, like, mummified bodies, or, um... Like, it's just the altar that, like, the guy would talk at, and it's just, like, a glass cage underneath it? No, it's more like they've got, like, crypts and stuff. Oh. Yeah. Apparently, there, there's some... There's one in Rome where you can go and you give, like, a small donation to the nuns, and they'll, like, show you where there's, like, just a bunch of fucking dead bodies. And I think they were just common people. Like, I don't even think they were, like, churches. There's ones where you can get postcards of mummified monks. I mean, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So, Yeah. 
dead bodies all around. Yay. <laughs> there's also one in, when David and I went to Montreal a few years ago, there's, like, a big basilica in Montreal, and they've got, like, the guy who founded it, they've got his, like, heart in, like, a glass <laughs> display case. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Super fun. Thank you for yeah. saying that as I took a yeah, bite of a no cookie. No problem. <laughs> the cadaver synod. So, in the Basilica San Giovanni Laterano in 897, the corpse of a former pope was put on trial by the current pope, and the trial was called the Cadaver Synod, or the Synodis Horrenda in Latin. Fancy. Mm-hmm. The trial started a period in history of the papacy called the Seculum Obscurum, which literally means Dark Age. <laughs> Great. Yeah. It's also known as the Pornocracy. <laughs> which okay. comes from the Greek word for female prostitute, and the suffix krasi means government or rule. So it means a government ruled by prostitutes or corrupt government officials who metaphorically prostitute themselves for power. So it's used to refer to this time in the papacy, but also like in other like governments that did this. So okay. it's like a gen- general term that I had never heard of until today. It's fancy. I like it. The kind of background for this time period was that the world was kind of falling apart for the papacy. Okay. Um, The Western Empire that was created by the first Holy Roman Emperor Charlemagne had fragmented into smaller factions and fiefdoms who were looking to Roman treasures and demanding protection money. And Rome was still hurting from the Saracen sack of 846. So rifts were forming within the church as men vying to become pope needed the support of secular leaders to achieve their goals. So like different like bishops and cardinals and stuff would have the backing of different like smaller leaders. Yeah. The guy whose corpse was put on trial was named Formosus. <laughs> his corpse was put on trial. Yeah. Yep. Um, so during the reign of Pope John VIII, Formosus was the Bishop of Porto, which is a suburb in Rome, and he was also a very successful missionary who was well known for spreading Catholicism throughout Bulgaria. Okay. He might have been too good at his job, so the Pope felt threatened by him, and the Pope accused him of breaking a law that prevented bishops from ruling over more than one place at one time, which was meant to prevent bishops from building up, like, power and fiefdoms. Okay, see, this is where I have issue. Okay. There is no way Jesus is sitting up in heaven. Actually, he's on earth. But, like, <laughs> whatever. Anyway, there's no way, like, Jesus and God are, like, <laughs> religion. Okay, cool. And then these guys are, like, doing all this shit. Mm-hmm. Like, come on! Right? I know. He was too good at spreading the Catholic message. Yeah, so the Pope was threatened by him. Because he was too good. You're not a very good Pope, then. <laughs> yeah. He also accused him of breaking a recently created law that forbade people from openly aspiring to be the Pope. So they literally had a rule that was like, you can't be, like, I want to be the Pope while there was already a Pope. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So, um, Formosus was excommunicated by John VIII for his alleged crimes. Um, Good. It did turn out that John's paranoia wasn't all in his head because he became the first pope to be murdered by his own people. He was poisoned, (laughs) and the poisoner apparently lost patience and bashed him in the head with a hammer. (laughs) (laughs) You're not dying fast enough. (laughs) It's me. So after, 
Yes, that's you as an assassin. <laughs> um, so after John VIII's death, the papacy had an extremely high turnover rate. Mm-hmm. His successful, her successor, Marinus I, um, reinstated Formosus as a bishop. And the next year um, was Pope St. Adrian III, who barely lasted a year before also being assassinated. Good. And then came Stephen V. And then in 891, Formosus became the Pope. And he managed to maintain uh, his seat for five years before dying of a stroke. Okay. So he did pretty good for this time period. Um, A new Pope was elected quickly after Formosus' death in order to prevent riots. And his name was Boniface VI. um, Sounds like a stupid fucking name. Yes, agree. And apparently he was also not really a great choice because this guy had already been defrocked twice for immoral conduct. And I looked him up separately and I didn't say what he did. Just that he'd been like, yeah, twice. But they still elected him to be Pope. Why are you doing such horrible political (laughs) stories? (laughs) Because it's hilarious. I find this one so funny. Um, Okay. Yeah. I'm waiting for it to be funny. I'm sorry. Okay. So, um, this guy, <laughs> I'm sure it'll get there. Boniface II ruled for 15 days before dying of either gout or poisoning. We're not sure. <laughs> not a great choice. No. Um, so the next pope was Stephen VI. So less than a year into office, he ordered that the cope corpse of Formosus be exhumed and forced to stand trial for I think the crimes. I've heard the story, yeah, like vaguely mm-hmm. for the crimes that John VIII had excommunicated him for, which was seeking the papacy and ruling over more than one place at a time as a bishop. So there are a few theories as to why Stephen VI did this. One, <laughs> bash it, cray cray. That's literally the third option that is said in the... It's like, he may have just been completely insane. (laughs) Okay, cool. Um, (laughs) So one of them was that it was to shore up political alliances with a faction that had hated Formosus. Um, But the most likely reason is that it was to cover for the fact that Stephen was guilty of the same thing that Formosus had been accused of. So Formosus made Stephen a bishop of a certain area. And then Stephen also became the Bishop of Rome, which is the title you get when you become Pope, while he still was Bishop of that other area. So, like, he was Bishop of two areas at the same time. So he hadn't, like, assigned a bishop to take over his old spot. Oh, good. If Formosus was found guilty of the same crime, then any actions that Formosus took would be considered null and void. So he wouldn't have been... Stephen wouldn't have been the bishop of the area that Formosus made him the bishop of. So he wouldn't have committed a crime. <laughs> so. Why didn't he just assign a bishop to his I old don't area? Fucking know. I feel like that would be ten times easier. Yeah. The corpse of Formosus was dressed in papal robes and propped. <laughs> oh, dear lord. See, it's funny. It's ridiculous and horrible, but it's funny. But why? Okay, why do you have to exhume a person to put them on trial? Like, why can't you just put, like, there is, like, post humanist what is it posthumous posthumous like trials like that happens yeah that that's a that's a real thing Mm -hmm. nobody exhumes their fucking (laughs) bodies to do it i know well it was a special time yep so they dressed him in papal robes and propped him in a chair in san giovanni laterano apparently formosus's name means good looking Which was, he was not at this point because he was seven months into the decomposition. 
Ooh. he'd been dead for seven months or i read nine in one article so but like he's seven to squishy. nine months. yeah mm-hmm. there was a deacon who was appointed to speak for formosus okay but he didn't say much and really just kind of stood by as stephen the sixth screamed at a corpse <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay i'm just gonna sit here and eat this okay <laughs> so sometime during the trial an earthquake shook the basilica and damaged part of it but even in the face of this ominous sign from god uh formosus was found guilty on all counts okay s- stripped of his vestments and had the three fingers he used for blessings on his right hand chopped off rude yeah Stephen had him buried in an obscure plot of land but then thought better of it had him dug up again and thrown into the tiber river oh my god yeah petty um, af mm-hmm. so the spectacle turned romans against Stephen. thankfully shocking <laughs> um especially because so like it's said that he waded down the body when he threw it into the river, but it seems like it washed up on shore pretty shortly after he did that. Didn't weigh it down very well. No. So, Was not a Boy Scout. Did not know how to tie no. tie. And, like, a monk found the body, and then there were rumors circulating that Formosus's body began to perform miracles. So people were, like, really not down with Stephen. So. It's a really random thing to come up. Yeah. Should have just left him buried. Right? Exactly. Like, did you not desecrate his corpse enough times? Anyways. The people of Rome were fed up with the corpse trial, and a mob threw him into prison where he was strangled to death in his cell. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. So later that year, the Basilica San Giovanni Laterano was nearly destroyed by a fire. The article I read it in was like as if to wipe this terrible thing from its... And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. Let's be honest, someone probably lit it on fire. Probably. I got... I'm not quite sure about this next part because I got mixed information from the different sources, but one of them said that the next pope after Stephen VI was named Romanus, and he annulled the actions of Stephen VI, but he was overthrown in less than a year. And then there was a pope named Theodore II, who was only pope for 20 days. However, he recovered the body of Formosus and had him buried at St. Peter's Basilica. Okay. Um, oh wait, no, sorry. He recovered the body, and then the next one, John the Ninth, because you know that guy only lasted twenty days. Super <laughs> supervised Formosus's reburial at St. Peter's Cathedral. He, that guy, apparently also nullified the election of Boniface the Sixth earlier, who had been defrocked for immoral conduct. So that guy was pope, but then he took it back. Because you can do that. Yeah. Well, that's what they did. They like depoped Formosus and then repoped him. And then, yeah. Cool. Um, so Sounds like the mean girls of, like, Rome or something. Yeah. So John the Ninth also prohibited any future trial of a dead person. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, so after John the Ninth came Pope Sergius Third, who was a bishop that had taken part as a co-judge in the Cadaver Synod, and he overturned the rulings of Theodore III and John IX and reaffirmed Formosus's conviction then, and had a laudatory epitaph inscribed into the tomb of Stephen VI. Um, <laughs> I was like, so did that... I was like, is that how that fucking ended? Because that's how the article ended. Um, but I looked it up on Wikipedia, and it said that this, this decision by Sergius III has been subsequently universally disregarded by the church, because Formosus's condemnation had little to do with piety and all to do with politics. So they're oh. like, 
That's, yeah. That's stupid. Yes. There's one writer, Bartolomeo Platina, who wrote that Sergius actually had Formosus exhumed again, tried, found guilty, and beheaded. However, that's the only, like, mention of that. There are no other writers ever Oh, so he's that already dead. Why are you beheading him? Well, they cut off his fingers after he was dead. That's so stupid. And, okay, one of the other stories that I was going to do that I won't do today, but I will do another time, is Cromwell, the, like, guy from... Uh, England? England. Yeah, they beheaded his dead body. Like, after he had been married, they dug him up and then beheaded him. I mean, he was pretty fucked up, wasn't he? So. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, um... That's why it's now illegal in the church to try a corpse. <laughs> because they had to make that rule. <laughs> also, the fact that like, you can just take away someone's, like, pope title after they're done being pope. Yeah. And because then was, your pope? Yeah. And then I was reading, I didn't put any of this in my notes, but I was reading um, this article from a magazine called, like, Catholicism Today or something like that. <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. And it seemed like it was mostly, like, because people are like, well, the pope is supposed to be, like... Top. Perfect. Yeah. Like, he's, you're not supposed to be able to be like, oh no, that was wrong. And they're like, actually, the Pope is only irrefutable if there's like a certain, I can't remember what the word for it is now, but it's like, if they're saying like church doctrine that has been like handed down to them by God directly, that's the only time they're like irrefutable. Whereas like this kind of shit is just like politics and they're just subject to like normal the- human yes, bullshit. Exactly. So they're like, it doesn't, it doesn't, like, corrupt the perfectness of popes, guys, okay? Just because this fucked up thing happened. The popes are still perfect. Except for these guys. The pope who's here right now is great. Yeah, the current pope is good. I'm human. Yeah. I will fuck up. Mm -hmm. We all human. It's fine. It's okay if you're gay. He's yeah. cool. He's, I mean, I'm cool. sure he still says shit that's questionable. Well, but, like, he's cooler than he also, any other like, pope. He hit a woman in... Was, did you not see that? No! <laughs> there was this woman who, like, he was, like, walking in, like, a procession or something, and he was, like, shaking people's hands and stuff, and this woman tried to grab him, and he, like, hit her. <laughs> like, let go of him. I love him more. <laughs> This is amazing. So, yeah. That's exactly what you should do. Huh? I thought you were going to say he just like... No, no, no. No, he was just like, let go of me. Yeah. I love him even more. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay. My turn? Sorry, I threw my iPad down, so I had to go get it. Okay. Excuse me while I crunch some popcorn. It's all good. Okay, so you did a political story. Mm-hmm. I also did a political story for my uh, current events. As long so, as it's not the same one. No. Fuck no, that's too much work. <laughs> this is a Canadian politician. Ooh. Okay, so it's Senator Lynn Bayak. I don't know if you've heard of her. No, I don't think so. So I'm going to clarify, first of all. Mm-hmm. Senators in Canada are different than senators in the States. Because mm-hmm. our equivalent to senators in the States are our premiers, right? Um, no. MPs? No, the MPs are equivalent to, like, the Congress people. Um, I think that the senators are still equivalent to the senators, except that in the states they're elected, whereas here they're appointed. Oh. I'm mixing up. What's the title of the people who run the states, then? Governor. Yeah, I'm mixing up. Anyway, sorry. Never mind. I take it back. (laughs) Senator is the same. Um, so the 
point of the Senate is they're like the upper house. Mm-hmm. It's probably a different term in the states, but mm-hmm. here it's like so I think it's the same in the states where after like the house votes on a law, it gets sent to the Senate and then yeah. they also vote. Mm-hmm. So that's who she is. So she's from Ontario. She also like represents Ontario. Mm-hmm. She currently has no affiliation hmm. but she was originally a conservative and hmm. she was kicked out in january 2018 oh because of this story hmm. so she's a travel insurance slash real estate agent okay she was appointed to the senate um on january 25th 2013 by prime minister stephen harper sorry prime minister stephen harper okay so oh so i don't know how it works in the states but up here if you are um appointed a senator you like have that position till it's either you're 75 years or you've worked 75 years i can't remember which one it is i think that's when you're 75 mm-hmm. years old yeah and the, i think that in the states they're elected for six year terms yeah which honestly is probably better yeah exactly so actually most of the senate is actually unaffiliated mm-hmm. like they're not part okay. of any sort of party so i'm just gonna jump right into this drama <laughs> the reason she's in the news and everyone really dislikes her mm-hmm. is back in 2017 kind of like in july august she had some speech where she was critical of the truth and reconciliation commission finding oh, sorry the truth and Recon- reconciliation commission's findings on residential schools in canada so it's like a big massive report but basically they the findings of this commission were that residential schools were found to be plagued with systematic physical mental and sexual abuse which resulted in the deaths of at least six thousand children if you're not from canada that that's what it is if you're from canada you probably already know that like everyone's very aware and it was for like um it was for aboriginals and like native yeah so yeah residential schools are for the indigenous people Mm -hmm. of canada um basically like we'll probably do a whole story on it because it is quite interesting and sad but and apparently that's our theme (laughs) um basically they just like removed all of the children from indigenous families homes and stuck them in these boarding schools basically Mm -hmm. called residential schools and this is also around the time when they sent all of the indigenous people to reserves that's Mm -hmm. when they created reserves and it was horrible it caused irreparable damage to these children that are still lasting generations later um yeah so she was overly critical of said report stating that these findings overshadowed the quote good deeds and quote well-intentioned residential school care workers Hmm. which she says that it over it overshadows it but in the report it stated that a lot of the people that worked in residential schools were just doing what they were told like they were like well-intentioned they were told like they didn't know where these kids came from they were told these kids came from like poverty and like Mm -hmm. abuse so like we're helping them we're giving them an education like a place to live which the commission did acknowledge Mm -hmm. it's just the people who were in charge of the residential schools were horrible fucking people Mm -hmm. so the fact that she's like it overshadows this it's like no the report says that like a lot of the people working there were Mm well-intentioned they just weren't given the correct information and they were told to do the incorrect things because if you're told like a child's raised by barbarians and are violent like Mm -hmm. (laughs) what are you gonna gonna do violent we'll do another report on that but yeah so there's that (laughs) apparently while she said this she was part of the aboriginal people's committee which is like i didn't look into exactly what it is but it sounds like where people of aboriginal indigenous like 
descent descent mm-hmm. part of their group since i'm forgetting my words i was gonna say genome and i was like that's not the correct <laughs> word um <laughs> that aboriginal genome <laughs> yeah just casual um they would like bring stuff to like the government if they needed okay. like chiefs would come and ask for things so it's kind of like a lobby list group ish it's part of the government so oh, okay. it must be dealing with like problems and issues and stuff like okay. that but apparently she was part of it okay is she of aboriginal descent just wait okay no the answer is no <laughs> okay. but just so she was part of this committee and after the speech and like stating these things she was very quickly removed mm-hmm. um <clears throat> One of the articles that I read said that they removed her because they felt like if these are the statements she's making and this is, like, the shit she's fucking putting out there, like, Indigenous and Aboriginal people are not going to feel comfortable presenting in front of her because mm-hmm. she's obviously going to have a bias to And, like, what kind of... If she's saying that in, like, a very public forum, what kind of shit is she saying just, like, within the community? And this, no, but this wasn't, like... A random speech to the public. This was a speech in the Senate, like to the Senate. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. (laughs) Yeah. There's a bunch of quotes. So one of her quotes, which is from, I think, December this year, January this year. Sorry, December last year, January this year. Of her trying to like, I don't know, get out of this issue. Mm Mm-hmm. She says, let's stop the guilt and blame and find a way to live together and share. Trade your status card for Canadian citizenship with a fair and negotiated payout to each Indigenous man, woman, and child in Canada to settle all the outstanding land claims and treaties and move forward together. All Canadians are then free to preserve their cultures in their own communities on their own time with their own dime. The emphasis should be on an individual on individual prosperity and responsibility with more money in the pockets of the local people and not just national leaders and bureaucrats. I'm confused. So if you're if you have a status card that does that mean you're not a Canadian citizen? No, you're a, yeah, I'm yeah. Pretty, no, okay. <laughs> I was like, I don't think those are two separate things. As far as I know, they're not. Yeah. And also, where's my... They're like... like, you can still vote and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think if you have a status card, it's slightly different because you get a status card because, like, you live on the reserve and stuff. Like, right. I don't think you can yeah. get a status card if you're not on the reserve. Right. But one of the issues with the statement was this: the Indigenous people of Canada were extetis- extended Canadian citizenship in 1951. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Like, they were more than welcome to become canadians of like i think they still apply and get like proper citizenship but like okay like the, they have to fill out the paperwork mm-hmm. <laughs> she's saying like oh we should just do this and everyone's like we already fucking have yeah. like okay <laughs> at the end of 2017 on her website like her senator website which by the way is like the government of canada website mm-hmm. they have like their separate pages yeah she posted letters people had written her supporting her in these thoughts um so on january 4th in 2018 ndp <laughs> ndp letter instead of leader mm. casual i was really t- i did this this morning i was tired so ndp leader jagmeet singh demanded for her resignation after these let- after she like put up these letters andrew Shear said these comments were problematic calling the letter statement simply racist holy shit well that's coming from andrew Shear. Yeah. you know you fucked up <laughs> i was like wow that's even. like if trump was like wow you racist right <laughs> like come on um so back in 2017 Shear. um removed her from the conservative caucus after Mm -hmm. she refused to remove some of the more racist and offending comments 
like some of the letters were just like kind of supporting her and the idea that like maybe residential schools were good mm-hmm. and then other ones were like really bad and racist and right. he was like at least remove those ones mm-hmm. and she refused so he was like okay you're no longer part of this party then yeah um, oh, he did one good thing. Good I know. job. So the only thing is, is she denies ever being contacted to remove these comments, but whatever. Here are some of the things from the letters that these mm. people wrote that she posted on her website okay. and then refused to move, remove. So someone wrote, I'm no anthropologist, which <laughs> it's a great start there. <laughs> I'm no anthropologist, but it seems every opportunistic culture substance substance hunter slash gatherers seeks to get what they can for no effort there is always a clash between an industrialized slash organized farming culture that values effort as opposed to a culture that will sit and wait until the government gives them stuff which makes me wonder if they studied history at all like i'm okay so um hunter gatherer is a lot harder than being farmers <laughs> like that's why people started farming because it was easier that's the thing though like substance hunter slash gatherers seek to get what they can with no effort like do you what? do you did you read that sentence like do you think that hunting is easy they just sit there and a deer dies in front of them. <laughs> like, I'll just, yeah, I'll just wait here until... <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Um, okay. Another quote from someone said, If you took a bunch of Amish farmers from southern Ontario and banished them to a reserve in northern Ontario, within a year they would have built all of their members a new home, a new church, and barns for every housestead. Within a year they would have dug wells and built a water treatment plant, even if it was a simple sand, gravel, and charcoal facility. Within two years they would be exporting lumber and furniture to southern Ontario. At the same time, the Aboriginals relocated to Amish country near Kitchener would have burned the house and left the fields to gully and rot. What the fuck? Uh-huh. I don't think these people understand how Aboriginal social structure works, or no. like communities, and or like, like how if you if your entire like band has grown up has like lived for generations in like one kind of like one part of Canada, and then you move them to completely different with like different vegetation, different like soil, different animal population. Like no, that's not just transferable. Like also, if you live- don't a lot of their aren't there a lot of their like deities and stuff related to the ground they live on? Yes, I think so. Cause like if you yeah, if you're like part of like the Haida and you're on like the west coast and you like fucking fish and you're like let's plop you down in the middle of a fucking field in ontario (laughs) okay okay Mm -hmm. because like i also don't necessarily agree with like all of the socialist isn't given to aboriginals necessarily depends depends what it is but like this is ridiculous yes The fact is that there are two good things that came out of the residential schools. When I see an Aboriginal person, I can talk to him or her, and they can operate in our modern world to some extent. Just going to put it out there, I don't think this person knows history, because I'm very certain Aboriginals and Indigenous people interacted with what was the modern world at that time perfectly fucking fine. Yep, sure did. They traded, they intermarried, Mm -hmm. they, like, because by the time residential schools existed, the Métis was already a thing. So therefore, they were already mingling and mixing with... When were the residential schools? I think 
like it was like the 30s and 40s I can okay look. yeah i was like that's like i was pretty sure they were like way after like the british and french had come in and colonized canada it's reason enough that there are still people alive yeah i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure there's still people that were alive so they were established in 1880 sorry but okay. still like that's not that yeah, that's not that long. And it, depending on how long they ran, like, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember when they were closed, but, like, I know there are people that are still alive that, mm-hmm. like, were in residential schools. Like, it's when they were little, mm-hmm. but the last residential school, oh. Was it, like, the 60s or something the last one closed? We were alive. Oh, good God. 96. Are you fucking kidding me? There were still people being sent to residential schools until 1996? Mm-hmm. Good God. Yeah, okay. Oh, I just got chills. Fuck. Yeah, my heart just dropped. (sighs) Yeah. Okay, so... Well, that's depressing. Yeah. So, like, I'm just saying. Like, I'm sure if we hadn't sent them to residential schools, they would still be able to communicate with us nowadays and exist in the modern-day world. Also, like, it wouldn't uh, wouldn't hurt people to learn an indigenous language or, like, instead of just expecting everyone to speak English. Not that I can speak an indigenous language, but I'm just saying. Oh, there was multiple letters that have claims that First Nations people don't pay taxes, that the chiefs or councils are generally corrupt, which is hilarious considering the world we live in, Mm -hmm. and they misspend federal money. Besides these, there are criticisms of indigenous people as a race, including statements about how indigenous cultures are inherently harmful, how indigenous men are predatory, and how indigenous people are lazy and don't work, and how indigenous people are stuck in the past. So this is where I have a really big problem mm-hmm. because even if you don't have these racist viewpoints, a lot of people want the government to stop financially supporting indigenous people nowadays because a lot of these people don't work and a lot of them are drug addicts and alcoholics. Mm-hmm. But my issue is the reason a lot of these people are the way they are is because of the fucking residential schools. Yeah, like, if you experience all that kind of trauma in your childhood, like, yeah, that's gonna increase your chances of... And then when they raise their children, it just, like, it's Mm -hmm. a cycle. Yeah. So, like, that's why they're saying, like, even nowadays, I remember what was... I don't know if she was in our grad class. I think she was the one below us. But do you remember we went to the guy's grad and there was a one girl from the reserve in Pit Meadows that graduated and, like, her whole fucking tribe was there because they were so proud of her because like people don't graduate Mm -hmm. and i think she was going to college too like she was Mm -hmm. really smart i remember her and like so like they talk about how like kids don't graduate but like most of these houses are derelict people don't know how to take care of them because the people that raised them were so fucked up and like broken Mm -hmm. it's just like what like sure maybe we shouldn't just be giving them handouts of money but like you're not doing anything to fix like exactly like i don't think they should just be given handouts like i think the money needs to be funneled into like actually fixing the problem which like some reserves are like Mm -hmm. that's the thing is like i think the government doesn't want to like because like there is an entirely separate like government quote-unquote government but like kind of political setup within like indigenous tribes and Mm -hmm. like their like groups and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and like the government doesn't want to try it like they want to give respect to that which is fine yeah um, and, like, you have heard of, like, re- like reserves and tribes that are doing fucking amazing. Oh, yeah, amazing. they're doing amazing. Because, like, yeah. They're, yeah, their chiefs and their councils are, like, really putting the money where it's needed and stuff. But yeah. the thing is, is I find, like, the money is being given directly to the people instead of to, like, the tribes. Mm-hmm. And then, but then, like, a lot of, like, there is corruption in, like, but then, 
Like, they're using that against them. Like, there isn't fucking corruption in our own goddamn government. Yeah. And, like, people misusing funds. Like, I've never had a year where, between Canada and the United States, some government official wasn't accused of misusing funds. Like, come on. Like, that's not unusual. Mm -hmm. So, it's just, like... And, like, usually the chiefs who want the best for their tribes are the ones that are willing to work with the government because they do get that, like, they're within this country. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, how do you say these things about these people when you're like, you're like, oh, residential schools, this, like, we need to stop complaining about it. You guys need to get off your ass. And it's like, no, like, the reason they're so messed up is because the fuck we did to them. Like, come on, like, take your butt out of your face. I said that backwards. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) But it's the truth. Like, oh, why are you, like, why are they all alcoholics? Well, because they lived through traumatic, horrible abuse, basically, since they have memory. Like, what would you be like if you did that? Come on. Mm -hmm. Or, like, why don't they have jobs? Well, they received no training. They received no education. They just received violence and hatred. Yeah, they had to drop out of high school to take care of their alcoholic parent and their dilapidated house, and then, yeah. They're like, oh, well, they just always hate white people, and I was like, yeah? Don't blame them. No! Like, they're like, oh, they don't want to interact with us anymore, and I'm like, well, the last time they interacted (laughs) with us... Look at what we fucking did. Like, come on! Like, what? And it's still happening. Look at... I cannot say the name of it. It's like Watsuam or something like that. Okay. Have you heard about this? Maybe. Up north, where they've, like, completely blockaded an entire reserve. Okay, no. Yeah. The RCMP has completely blockaded an entire reserve. They're not letting anyone go in and out, which means they can't get resources because it's way up north. For what reason? They haven't given one. Okay. Sure. Something... I think they're, like, not allowing the pipeline go through. Like, they're not willing to sign the paperwork or something like that. Oh, okay. Which I don't blame them. I don't want the fucking pipeline either. Yeah. So, you know, that's fine. (laughs) There's, um... But, like, like, people are dying. Okay. It's, like, like, negative 30 degree up there. Yeah. In, like, positive, how you were saying that, like, some, like, bands are doing really well. There's one... They own a big chunk of land in Vancouver. I can't remember exactly where it was, but it's next to, like, a bridge right next to, like, the water. And, like, they're going to build these, like, giant condos there. And because it's, like, like native land, they don't have to follow all of the zoning laws of Vancouver. So they can build it really fucking tall. <laughs> I mean, they probably still have to file, like follow the height laws i mean they have they'll have to follow like um like for airplanes and stuff well yeah that that kind of stuff and they'll have to follow like building codes and stuff but they don't because like in vancouver there's certain things like because you can't there's like certain zoning laws where you can't build stuff high enough to like um change the skyline or something like that Mm -hmm. they don't have to follow that (laughs) so they're just gonna build these really fucking tall buildings and because it's native land nobody can actually buy like own the condos yeah. they sell like 99 year leases so yeah. they're gonna make a shit ton of money on these so like good for them <laughs> yes and probably chances are they'll sell them for a hell of a lot cheaper or quote-unquote so no i know i think you're allowed to buy it if you are native yes yeah yeah but so like, they'll probably sell them yeah. for like super cheap to like people of their tribe to keep mm-hmm. them on the land yeah but like us white people couldn't go in and like <laughs> yeah because that's Moses cabin too right they have like a, a lease. Some, like a 10-year lease or yeah. something like that right mm-hmm. 
Anyway, we're going to keep going. Oh, so another quote from another letter says, Mm. I don't understand why politicians don't take a stand against the chronic whining and unreasonable levels of expectations that are exhibited by some indigenous groups that seem to keep inventing new ways to achieve a cash grab. To expect the Canadian government to continue to subsidize a culture which is often damaging to new generations of indigenous youth youth is just bizarre. Which, again, a lot of the damaging personality traits that Indigenous people have are a result of the fucking residential schools. They can literally trace it back. Yeah. It's not like they're just, by nature, terrible, abusive people. Like, we literally turn them into that. Yes. And then it's being perpetuated. And then I assume they they keep inventing new ways to... Where is it? then keep inventing new ways to achieve a cash grab cash grab i assume is like an attack at like when new like land claims come up Mm -hmm. is what they're trying to accuse which is like they're not usually out of the blue land claims Mm -hmm. it's usually like all the paperwork has fallen into place where the tribe can be like okay like everything's appropriate now we can make this claim that you stole our land and the government's Mm -hmm. like you're right let us fix this Mm -hmm. like it's not like it's coming out of no (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. no they need the appropriate documents and the appropriate and like a lot of their history is not written down mm-hmm. so like yeah <laughs> i'm assuming that's that's what they're attacking there <clears throat> another quote says certainly the decision to assimilate first nations into canada was and remains to be the correct one i deeply resent having to pay taxes that are in part used to subsidize first nation programs that perpetuate the problems in first nation societies first nations now seem to have the total upper hand which, you know, I feel like it's a lot of... False. <laughs> yeah, and like a lot of First Nations people might disagree with you on that. Yeah. They are basically fighting for their youth, still. Mm-hmm. Another quote is, The nation of no sinners, you and I, have been made to pay cold, hard-earned cash for never-ending wailing and gnashing of teeth over exaggerated claim. Blackmail in its purest form. So now they're blackmailing us. Yeah, of course. By the way, these are still all letters that were put on her official... Like, this is all from her official... Like, it's not on there now, but, like, people had screenshotted yeah. and stuff. This is all from, like, the letters that she had posted on her official senator government site. Wow. Just reminder to everyone. Um, another quote says, The endless funding pit of reserves has to stop. These people need to join the commerce world and work for money. The handouts have taken their people nowhere, and their constant backward-looking mentality serves no useful purpose. Sounds like someone who's being called out for their bullshit that doesn't want to be called out for their bullshit. Mm-hmm. Following this, obviously people, you know, reported her to the Senate board and was like, hey, maybe you should investigate this. Mm-hmm. Good. So after the inquiry, it was determined that she had broken the ethics and conflict of interest code for senators by posting these letters with racist statements to her website she was ordered to remove them and make a formal po- uh, sorry and make a formal apology and complete a cultural sensitivity course with the emphasis on indigenous issues which like seems like an appropriate you know but she wasn't removed from being a senator just like you have to go through cultural sensitivity training okay yes so so that's what like the senate ethics boards board decided and then the senate needed to like vote on like what what they were going to do with her okay she called the decision totalitarian and unworthy of a free country like canada Hmm. she says this is a critical day either senators are free to speak without fear of reprisal or we are not Mm 
The conduct or action that is condemned is my refusal to censor Canadians and shut down debate about sensitive issues on which Canadians have expressed various opinions, which is the argument for everyone who says asshole, racist, misogynistic, bigoted shit. Freedom of speech. That doesn't mean you can just be a fucking racist. The thing is, freedom of speech gives you the freedom to say whatever the fuck you want. It does not say there are no consequences for the shit that you fucking say. You are more than allowed to say this shit, but that doesn't mean you're not going to get in trouble for it. We still have laws about, like, hate speech and discrimination and, like, human rights. That's what makes me so mad when people are like, freedom of speech. And I'm like, you are more than allowed to say whatever the fuck you want. You just have to know. Like, it's, like, I teach this to fucking five-year-olds. Like, Mm -hmm. everything has a positive or negative consequence everything you are more than allowed to do whatever the fuck you want but you need to be fully and 100 percent aware and ready for whatever the fuck comes after yeah like i could say i want to murder you and that's fine i can say that i just need to be ready for the consequences when the police are like um hey so andrea is dead now <laughs> did you do it yeah one of the senators that was on this council that like voted for her to like go through all these things was named senator murray sinclair who led the truth and reconciliation commission in on residential schools before he was named to be part of senate Mm -hmm. so he literally led the report that she's critical of so he's like bitch fuck you (laughs) (laughs) this was my life's work fuck you like the fact that she's like she refused to remove the letters so she's like a Republican refusing a subpoena. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she refused to remove them, and it was decided that she would be suspended for the remainder of the parliamentary session. Um, the letters were finally removed, but that was only because, like, it's a government website. So the Senate physically had to like go in and remove just it themselves. Say, I'm confused as to why it's been up to her this whole time to remove it when it's on the government of Canada's website. Pretty sure you can just tell the IT guy, "Hey, take this shit down." I think they wanted to give her the choice to try and like. You know, it's like a child. You want to give them the opportunity oh, to, make to make it better. Right. Yeah, okay. So they just ended up taking them themselves. Mm-hmm. She was forced to go to anti-racism training at the Ontario <laughs> Federation of Indigenous Friendship Centers, which is the cutest name in the entire world. Mm-hmm. And she was told she had to do this at her own cost. So she had to fly to the center. She had to pay for the courses. All that shit. Good. Which she was not happy about. So she needed to attend three days of Indigenous cultural competency training. She was kicked out after day one. Oh, God. (laughs) Fuck. Yep. So there ended up being a five-page report from trainer Nicole. I'm so sorry for butchering this. Mia Wasage. Okay. Sorry. I just, I can't get through this with a straight face. (laughs) She claimed Mm -hmm. that she was Métis. Because her parents had adopted an indigenous child. <laughs> what the fuck? Not even kidding. Um, that's not really how that works. No, it's definitely not how that works. It's 100% not how that works. <sighs> so. The fact that she has an... Ad- Wait, does she actually have an adopted sibling? Who's- yes. Okay, so the fact that she has an adoptive sibling who's indigenous makes all of this so much worse. Yes. Okay. Um, so apparently on day one, she was constantly overheard by trainers and others in the program that about her Métis stat- status and in, in, indigeny? Indigeny. I don't know. I can't pronounce words. During discussion about the place of indigenous people in Canada. So apparently, like, I was reading another article and they had interviewed this trainer Megan, Nicole, sorry. That was <laughs> Megan. 
I'm so sorry. Nicole, the trainer Nicole. So they were interviewing her. Apparently there's this thing like at the very, very beginning of the course where they just like kind of like discuss kind of indigenous people and where they are and what's going on and like a history, like just a general overview to get an idea of like where people are and like what they know, which mm-hmm. that makes sense. So that's when all of this was happening. And they were like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> She made comments about a First Nations man with dirty, grubby appearance and said her trainer looked white privileged because, like, I've seen a photo of her trainer and, like, I wouldn't have guessed she was indigenous. Like, she does look Caucasian, but, like, people think I'm native and I'm not native. So, Mm -hmm. like, that doesn't mean anything. So these comments about the dirty, grubby appearance, I could not find the story, but the original article that, like, popped up when I was looking for stuff had this story, and, like, that's where I, like, got her name and decided to do the story, was they were discussing, um, like, racial profiling, and they told this story of how, like, a man came to a hotel that he had, like, pre-booked and paid for a hotel room, and, like, when they showed up, they refused him service, and they refused to, like, they were like, oh, no, you don't have a room here, and he's like, I fucking already booked a fucking room here. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, maybe he was dirty looking. Maybe he was gross looking. Who knows? It might not have been because he was indigenous and da 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 Like, that's just... Like, she just kept saying shit like that. And they're like, the fuck are you... She's like, well, you don't know the situation. It was this Nicole person's husband. <laughs> She's like, I'm telling you what the situation is. But, like, at the same time, like, it doesn't matter the situation. Like, maybe he went and, like, had a hard day. Like, if a dude walks in covered in mud and he's like, I booked a room, it's already paid for, here are my IDs. I mean, mud, yes. If if a guy walks in covered in blood, I, I might still refuse them service. That's fair. Yeah. But, like, she's like, oh, what did, what did I say she said? She He looked dirty and grubby. And I'm like, you don't get to receive especially at a hotel where he's probably like maybe he was doing something and he's like i just need a shower Mm -hmm. like the room's already paid for (laughs) like you gotta do a lot of shit to get kicked out of one of these kind of programs where like like for the trainer to be like yeah get the fuck out (laughs) yeah um and yeah told said her trainer looked like she was white privileged which is so stupid so just like her So they ended up removing her from, sorry, removing her from class because of her inflexibility and conduct that made the learning environment unsafe. Because, mm-hmm. like, if she's saying all this shit, like, who's gonna, like, it's not, it's not gonna promote learning. No. That's basically what they were saying. So now she is saying she never stated any such thing. She never said she was Métis. Even though there's literally a five-page document the trainer wrote. And it's, like, the trainer's job to do mm-hmm. these things. And, like, it's, I'm sure it could be corroborated by the other participants. It is. And other trainers. Like, me- like Nic- I keep wanting to call her Megan. <laughs> like, Nicole wasn't the only trainer. She was just the head trainer. Right, yeah. So, like, multiple people heard her say these things. Mm-hmm. This senator was quoted saying, Métis are great people, but to be clear, I am not now, never was, and never will be Métis. I have never claimed to be Métis at any time, in any way to anyone in my life so you know there's that and she's also i remember in the original article i was reading she she was like it's not fair that they didn't let me complete my the course it's not my fault i spent money doing this and the fact that they wouldn't let me complete it is utter ridiculousness and stuff like that and i'm like "Mm, your fault (laughs) just don't be a dick so, as of September 2019, she was put back on payroll in the new Ugh. parliamentary session because she was only suspended till the end of the parliamentary but session. But she didn't finish her mandatory training. Yeah. So, she does have a staff member right now and an office. But, yes, yeah, so yeah, the suspension was only until the end of season, giving her the opportunity to fill the requirements laid out 
formal apology, anti-racism, removal letters, etc. The Senate Ethics Committee voted on the recommendation that they suspend her again a second time. Um, so they did vote, like, yes, she needs to be suspended a second time. So that's gone on to the actual Senate to be voted whether she needs to be suspended. But until then, she's on payroll. Right. They cited the fact that she needed to be suspended again due to the failure to complete the anti-racism training and the insufficient apology for her letters because I could not find the statement, but apparently it was literally like a one-sentence statement apology. And they were like, that's not sufficient. Sorry, not sorry. Also, she didn't take the letters down. They had to go and do it. Yes. She did zero out of the Apparently she removed some of them, just not all of them. Okay. So, apparently the Senate is actually only allowed to physically remove people from a position for very specific reasons. Right. In one article, it said it's, I think the ethics council had voted to remove someone and then maybe they didn't get removed because it was for like an inappropriate relationship with like an underage girl. And they still didn't... Oh, fuck. Fucking old white men. I don't know. But if she gets voted to be removed, it'd be, like, the first time in Senate history is what another article said. Like, no one's ever been, like, removed. Mm -hmm. And because they'd have to have, I guess, like, it's like the impeachment. You'd have to have so much evidence and all that shit to actually fix it's an appointed position, Mm -hmm. right? Apparently their plan is to just keep suspending her because it's suspension without pay. Yeah. Until she'll probably keep refusing to do all these things. Mm-hmm. So they'll just keep suspending her and they'll hope that, like, eventually she just, like, gives up and resigns. Right. But the article was like, no one's holding their breath. Mm-hmm. Like, it's probably not gonna well, happen. Well, because it sounds like she'll get to, like, as soon as the suspension's up, she'll get to go back on payroll. So she'll still make some money while they, like, have to go through the two different votes to, like, suspend her again. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. There's that. Plus, if she's like if she's like a successful realtor, then like she doesn't necessarily need the money from the Senate job. No, but then no one can get like her seat. Yeah, no, I know. So it'd just be yeah, it'd be yeah. holding it up mm-hmm. until she dies or turns seventy five. So like no one's expecting that to actually happen. Mm-hmm. So you know we have bad politicians up here too. Yep, yep, <laughs> sure do. Oh God, at least she's not like prime minister. But oh God, so many people. Uh, did you know that Pierre Trudeau did like some law against like natives? No. Yeah, it was um, white something. <laughs> white supremacists. No. RS. <laughs> white supremacists. I can't remember what it is. It came up in one of the articles. I was like, what the fuck? The white paper. Oh, okay was an attempt by former government of Pierre Trudeau in 1969 to wipe out the special legal status of First Nations people and the Indian Act. It was seen as an attempt to assimilate Indigenous people and was scrapped after leaders and grassroots fought back. So not great. Not it's great. basically the exact same thing. Yeah. So, we're just, yeah, it made me really sad and angry. Yeah, that is really I'm like, sad. How is this, how is this still a discussion today, Say, How about more of like, let's give less handouts, let's give more support. Mm-hmm. Like, if that was your argument, I'd be like, all right, yeah. let's discuss this. Like, what do you have to say about that? What do you suggest we do instead? Like, what quote-unquote handouts mm-hmm. are you talking about? Like, like, if it's, if what the case is, is that, like, individuals with like their status card get like money from the government then it would make sense to me if like that stopped and the money was specifically designated for like okay you need to build like this social program to like help them go well to like school, one of the people training. one of the people's complaints was like you know how if you have certain native status like you get university 
paid for. Mm-hmm. Like, and most bands, I know you have to like apply through your band to get it. You don't just automatically get it. Right. But like, you get university paid for. It. Mm-hmm. And they were like, why are we doing this? I don't want my tax dollars going to these people. I'm like, it's literally like so many things you could probably argue me on, but like paying for their posts. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like how else are we supposed to expect them to get better? Mm-hmm. Like that's definitely something we should be paying and putting mm-hmm. more money. To- <laughs> like like that's going to, that's going to help the problem because then they will be able to make their own money and won't need. And then they assistance. were like, the tax breaks don't even work because it's only for like the rich ones. I was like, I don't know about you, but I don't know that many like wealthy natives that are getting tax breaks. Also, I'm pretty sure you only get the tax break if you live on the reserve. Yeah. Like a lot of these like benefits are only if you live on the reserve, which the government refuses. Like people are like, oh, well, they get given all this money. I'm like, yeah, but the government doesn't go on the property in any way, shape, or form. Like they don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Like if the band or the tribe want something done on their property they have to pay and do it themselves Mm -hmm. it's like quote-unquote private property basically Mm -hmm. like they would have to do all the plumbing like obviously they work with the governments if they want like plumbing to go through to the city and stuff Mm -hmm. like that that's why most reserves are on septic Mm -hmm. but like yeah they need this money to run their property like they're not part of and like that's why people are like well we need to keep them from being separate and i was like I get where you're coming from, but also they are there with they are their own society, you know? Mm-hmm. Like they they have their own ways, they have their own things. Like it you can't just tell them like you are no longer on your own, you have to be part of us. Like I mean, I could see like if they changed the system so it was more like they were kind of like self-contained cities where like the citizens paid like property taxes and yeah. like they like that kind of thing i could like see but yeah you can't just be like you yeah it's you just have like to merge a, with us yeah it's just basically like telling them like oh you have to become like us like mm-hmm. if we want them to kind of join us we have to join them mm-hmm. like it there's it's not just a come on our side thing it's like it's a meet in the middle kind yeah. of thing mm-hmm. <laughs> like come on mm-hmm. and that's the thing yeah it like if you've ever been on a reserve it looks like its own little town it's mm-hmm. usually in like shambles and like atrocious because like these people are functioning drug addicts and alcoholics about like 75 percent of the time Mm -hmm. because of all the fucked up shit they've been through yeah but like like and there's actually a lot of indigenous people on tiktok and it's really cool of like them trying to like promote kind of their histories and stories Mm -hmm. and like i love some of their like outfits they're so beautiful Mm -hmm. but like you go like you see historical things about like what these villages and towns looked like and like it was constantly like hand sewn hand stitch like imagery color is this if you go on a reserve now it's like one of the most bleak gray places you'll ever have been yeah like where is their culture where is their society and it's because it was beaten out of them in residential schools <laughs> like it was physically just like someone ripped in so someone ripped inside them and pulled it out mm-hmm. like like that how do you expect a society to function when you do that to them yeah or like the fact they're like oh their chiefs are corrupt i'm like hmm, wonder where they learned that from wonder where they learned to be like that from wonder where all of this corruption came from yeah definitely didn't learn it from the white people no not at all no or the fact that our disease has killed a bunch of them yeah yep is someone running like a pump it's the furnace oh 
It's a very loud furnace. Yeah, it kind of is. It's not usually this loud from upstairs, but the furnace is like in the closet over there. So that's fair. So that's my story. This was a bit of a longer one. And kind of depressing. Yeah. But that's us. But it's stuff that needs to be talked about because racism is unacceptable. Yes. Unacceptable. I agree. Again, you are more than allowed to like ask for reforms and how government does things. You are not allowed to be a bigot racist. You are allowed to have different opinions. You just must be kind about it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, be respectful. That is the rule. I wish the entire world followed that. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. I'm tired. Okay. Well, you can follow us at the Tipsy Tea Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Yay! And you can email us any uh, requests for stories at the Tipsy Tea Podcast at gmail.com. Or just, you know, if you want to say hi. Yeah. I don't mind. Just say hi. Just say hi. That's everything. Mm-hmm. All right okay we will see you next week yes we'll tell you all the actual adventures of Haley's bachelorette (laughs) we'll just do an episode we'll just do a mini-sode recapping the bachelorette party Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. that one will probably be a longer one yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right okay Okay. Bye. bye